Dear listener, it's a great joy that you choose to join me. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Please keep tuned to this station until the end. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. This is your favorite new life program with interesting segments just for you. Patron will be having the family life segment by Pastor Kigundu Ndwiga. Today, he'll be talking about design differently by God. Thereafter, we'll be having the Bible segment by Brother Steve Rondo. Today's topic is about professing God's gifts. Before that, here's a song, Tohangaika Duniani by Lunga Lunga Church Choir. Yes, mm-hmm. 
mkomozi tutapata furaha That you've been blessed with that lovely song. Thank you for staying tuned. Let us now prepare to listen to Pastor Kigundu. Welcome, Pastor. Dear listener, I want to welcome you to our marriage series, The Abundant Life. It's based on John 10 verse 10 where Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am convinced that God wants us to have happy marriages and happy marriages is part of the abundant life, the full life that God gave us. If we are to live happily, we need to understand that men and women were designed differently by God. Somebody said, man was made from the ground, so he focuses more on nature. Woman was made from man, which makes her more human relationship-oriented. 
I'm not sure the above statement is true, but I do see it happening in many relationships. The approaches of men and women to life are very different, with the woman's focus being more on relationship issues and the man's focus being more on non-relationship issues. Initially, many couples don't understand or appreciate these perspectives, and it causes a lot of conflict in their marriages. But over the years, we have come to see how God designed us very uniquely, with our gender differences being a big part of what we bring into the mix. And as we work to make it so, we really do well together. Hansbards usually help wives to take things a little less seriously in the way of human relationships and to let go of that which she cannot change. Wives, on the other hand, help husbands to be more aware of other approaches in relating to people, to see aspects of human temperaments and behavior in ways that he might not think of given his natural approach to life. I'm reminded of the scripture in Romans 12, where the Bible says, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. God tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 about this as well. There are many parts functioning in one body, which also means many differences working together as they make the body work as it should. Many couples should strive to change the ways they approach various aspects of everyday living. It takes time, patience, compromise, and mostly a willingness to listen to God's leading. But it's worth whatever effort they put into it because they realize they can only make a great team when they do things God's way instead of their own way. Sometimes I learned that what has helped me tremendously in our marriage is not to use the excuse, that's the way I am. You'll just have to accept me. A good marriage involves marrying of our ways to approach life as a team. The husband should learn and benefit from the wife, and the wife should also learn and benefit from the husband when they are doing things God's way. It's true that men and women do seem to be wired differently. Over the years, God patiently reveals to the couple how great it is that the wife's focus on life and relationship is different from the husband's. That's part of the unique giftedness God gave women in general. Once the husband accepts this as a true strength in their relationship, he realizes that that uniqueness is part of God's gift to him in his wife. I like the humorous way that Pastor Mark Gungo writes about this issue in his book, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. He says that men and women are very unique in their approaches in life, but he also says this is a generalization that doesn't always hold true and sometimes may be exactly opposite. You may find this to be true in your marriage, but he writes, The difference between men and women are colorful and pretty self-evident. In fact, the only thing we seem to have in common is that we come from the same species. Other than that, we have different views of the world, different values, and we operate by a different set of rules. Take the public bathroom. Well, Gungo says, 
Men visit the bathroom with a single goal in mind. He goes in, does his business, and walks out avoiding eye contact and conversation. Women, on the other hand, think of the bathroom as a social area or therapy office. A woman can meet a stranger in the bathroom and begin a conversation as if she were her new best friend. Men don't make friends in the bathroom. It just happens. Gung continues to say, men have sex, women make love. Men like things, women like people. When women get lost, they ask for directions. Men don't get lost. Getting lost would make a man look stupid. A man may take a scenic route which adds travel time, but men don't get lost. Men are hunters, women are gatherers. Men protect, women nurture. Men and women even have different brain structures. We think differently, believe differently, handle stress differently, and behave differently. Yes, it is amazing how many men and women resist recognizing or discussing their differences. But these differences are the fingerprints of our gender. They are neither good nor bad. They are simply who we are. Birds fly, frogs croak, horses sleep standing up, and men and women do what they do. A loving, intimate marriage relationship will leave room for gender differences without making the assumption that the other is wrong. Men, if you are going to truly demonstrate how much we value the differences there are between us and our wives, what better way to show your wife how much you love her than by taking some time this week to examine your strength and T-A-L-K-T. Thank God for those strengths he has given her. A. Ask God to show how you can encourage her to use those strengths in your language. L. Learn by becoming a student of your wife. The better a man gets to know his wife and the unique way she approaches life, the more he loves her. K. Kiss and embrace your wife and tell her, no matter how different you may see things, you'll always love and be committed to her and her alone. And well, frankly, I especially like the K part. Our prayer for you today is that you learn to embrace the differences in your personalities, seeing them as gifts that can benefit your life together. We also hope you'll discuss some of those differences and ask God to help you to lovingly complete rather than compete and struggle with each other. May God bless you as you enjoy an abundant life and enjoy a full marriage. Did you enjoy that family life segment? This is the New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Do not forget to send us your thoughts concerning this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100 Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Let us now prepare to listen to Lunga Lunga Church Choir with the song Ujiandaaji.
Thanks again for staying tuned to our station. It is time for the Bible segment. Brother Steve Rundu, welcome and bless us with the word. Possessing God's gifts. Our key text today comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. In this book, this introductory part of the book, Deuteronomy, God commands the people of Israel to leave Horeb. It opens with the people of Israel camping at east of the Jordan. That is in Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verses 1, and I read. These are the words Moses spoke to all Israel in the desert east of the Jordan. That is in the Aharab opposite Saf between Paran and Tophel, Laban, Hazaroth, and Bezahab. And if you read down in verses 6, the Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighbors, neighboring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast to the land of Canaanites, and to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he will give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. The use of the words, take possession of the land, God calls his people to be active recipients of the gifts. Every inch of the land must be fought for and possessed. It will not just fall in their laps. Leadership development specialist and ministry consultant Nell Atkinson calls on Christians to become shrewd, meaning far-sighted, perceptive, practical, and wary. Every individual couple or family fits into one of the following four categories, he says. The first one being financially alert, second one being financially aware, third one being financially conscious, and the fourth one being financially comatose. Living in one of the four categories is due mostly to our own efforts. But these categories are not static. We can progress or regress to another category at any time. Regression to a more uh, precarious category occurs not only because of our own efforts but also because of, our, of outside help from our culture. We must develop a sense of appropriate toughness, wisdom and street smarts to navigate the money trap. We need to become shielded. Our society has led us to believe that we cannot do this without the help of experts, people who know how to handle money. We have learned that we cannot trust ourselves. That's nonsense. We are the only ones who should trust with our money. That is, after we have attained shrewdness. The Zodavan NIV Bible commentary comments on Jesus' parable about the shrewd manager. It says that the shrewd manager had at last learned how once worldly wealth can be wisely given away to do good. Some have suggested that the amount taken of the bills was not part of the debt owned the master but rather represented the interest the manager himself was charging. The bill to be repaid will be written in terms of the commodity rather than in monetary figures with the interest hidden in the total. By law, a master could not be held accountable for illegal acts of an employee. So the master in the parable was in a position to view the manager's activities objectively. 
in this explanation if this explanation is correct then the manager's transaction was not illegal therefore the manager knew his job and reputation were gone because of his previous mishandling of funds he needed friends and by foregoing the customary interest he won friends among the debtors jesus then uses this story to show that the people of the light could also accomplish much by wisely giving up some of the worldly wealth brothers and sisters it is time that we went to possess the gifts that god has given unto us god says that all the things are this world as ours because he has given us dominion over them but what happens to us is is that we lay back and become financially at a comatose state or we can just be financially conscious or just aware but god calls us to be alert god calls us to action so we can receive the gift now think about this how are you an active participant of god's provision rank yourself in one of attingscon's financial categories and think about it in what ways are you shrewd in your financial dealings let us pray lord we come to you asking you to use the resources you've given me in a responsible way please lord teach us how to be responsible and teach us how to go and find the gifts that you've given unto us help me to be wise lord help me to be tactical so that i can increase in monetary allocations and so that i can be able to bless your ministry i have prayed all this trusting and believing in the mighty name of your son jesus christ amen We are grateful for the time you've accorded us today. Let us meet right here at Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us through Nairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed.
Yesu mkombozi tutapata furaha Muziko milele Bakalele lobo zangu tutaha